Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest, but first a message about goal setting. Goal setting is one of the most important aspects to achieving anything in life. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. I'd like to invite you to join me for three days on the Mexican Riviera for an intensive goal setting retreat so that you start your 2020 with energy, purpose, focus, and momentum. The annual goal setting retreat will take place over the first weekend in December on the beautiful Mexican Riviera. Registration will open up on July 31st. If you're interested in learning more, send an email to goals at victorjm.com and you'll be among the first to have the opportunity to join me in Mexico. We keep these retreats small and intimate. This event will sell out. Send an email to goals at victorjm.com. That's goals at victorjm.com. We are back here on the weekend edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. This weekend is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show, Karen Briscoe. Well, I'm delighted to be on the espresso because I know you like to do things in shots. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> so, Karen, you're based in Washington, D.C., and there's a whole bunch of things we can talk about there. But before we do, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this world of real estate investing? I started in commercial real estate as a land developer in Dallas in the early 80s and saw that run up and then the crash with the savings and loan crisis. And in that process, met my husband, married had our two children, moved to the Washington, D.C. metro region. Stayed home for a number of years. When I re-entered the workforce, I went to Nextel and worked on their sales engineering warehouse offices. Found that to be the most boring thing. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. And so moved into the residential side. And what I found is, to me, it's the the hard and soft side, kind of like the Sears commercial. The hard side is the the negotiations, the market knowledge, the strategy, but the soft side is relationships because when you're working with people, they're buying and selling their most, you know, expensive asset. And with investors, there's a lot more emotion to it. So that is built a business and we sell right now in in the half of 2019, have already sold 65 million in real estate. So we we flip a lot of burgers and our average sales price is between 800000 and a million, we're in a high cost of living market area. I love it. Well, certainly Washington, D.C. has been in the news for all a host of reasons, not the least of which, of course, is the Amazon headquarters or the second headquarters moving there. And I know you've got some firsthand knowledge. Why don't we talk a little bit about that and the impact that it's having, not just on Crystal City, but on the residential communities around Washington, Northern Virginia, and so on. Had the opportunity to work as with a client who is one of the team leaders that is being relocated from Seattle to the DC metro region to open up this HQ2. And a couple of insights that I, I gained from him. One is this is a 20-year plan. And I give the example of other 20-year plans, our metro that was designed to go to the Dulles airport uh, was announced in 1999. So in 2019, we're seeing now a lot of the build out that was planned for that metro being opened, which isn't completely open yet, but parts of it are to rest in. And it's fascinating to study how urban areas are developed. There's a, a landmark book called Edge City um, by Joel Garo, Life on the New Frontier. And 
25 years ago, he studied certain metro regions. One of them was the DC metro region, talked about Reston because it was one of the first planned communities ever. And there's a couple of things that happened. What I heard from this Amazon executive is that it's going to be kind of both ends. So they're going to, they currently have a lot of space in Herndon, which is out towards the Dulles airport, but they're building out Crystal City and they're going to be in both places. So in terms of looking at it from an investor perspective, uh, be mindful of one thing, how long these build outs take. Second of all, be mindful of that where they're going to locate, you know, in the interim, because that can really impact. And we're also seeing a lot of push towards urban, which you've talked about as well, what I call the tale of two markets. It's the best of times in some markets. <laughs> like right now, if you're in Arlington, you're experiencing the best of times. If you're priced under a million dollars, for sure, if you're under um, the conforming loan amount. It can also be challenging in some ways, the worst of times. If you're in the upper bracket luxury market, uh, we have a couple of demographic shifts that are impacting that. So there's a lot of things, factors to consider when investing in in real estate in a an, changing, rapidly changing urban area. One of the things I've noticed about the Washington DC market, you know, you've got obviously the US federal government as an anchor of the economy. But when you talk real estate, I tend to kind of shun the traditional view of real estate, which is, you know, people focus on market comps, they focus on jobs and only that. Uh, I tend to take more of an economics 101 perspective. I look at business as solving problems. And that's first and foremost, you've got to have a problem to solve. And if you don't, then there's there's really no transaction. There's no opportunity for a transaction if you're not solving a problem. What are some of the problem areas that you see that actually still need to be solved as the market goes through this transition? Problem areas to solve, affordable housing. And this has got a couple of things that are that are driving it. One is after 9-11, the market wanted a little bit of land. They wanted their own little castle. So there was a lot of that product built. At the same time, it was the baby boomers reaching their highest income level, their highest point in the home buying cycle. And so what happened was that got overbuilt. During the market correction, pretty much a lot of construction stopped in terms of building apartments, condominiums. I mean, there was the last project that was built in Tyson's was in 2000 and finished in 2006. And now they're just now building again. So we have too much of one product and not enough of another. There needs to be price compression in the upper brackets to get it more affordable. But then there also needs to be people coming in and building affordable product. The other aspect is this whole wanting to be access to, and you've talked about this as well, there's a much more greater push to urban where it used to be wanting to have your little piece of country. I call that the Uber effect. I think that people want to be able to take a short Uber drive, particularly the millennials are not, many of them aren't having cars at all, or if they do, if they're a couple, they're just having one car. So in terms of being mindful of where the market is going, I like to think about Wayne Gretzky and he talks about where the puck is going and where the market is going. Those are some trends that I think there's some holes in the marketplace that need to be solved and they're because of a lot of it. It's because of these trends. 
you're focusing not just on residential, you're also in the world of commercial, and you've even written a couple of books. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? So Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day was written in response to I became successful pretty rapidly, started doing coaching and speaking and training, and everybody wants to know how you do it, right, when you do it. Um, at a high level really fast and so but I also found that people said they didn't have enough time to invest in their personal or business development I was like well do you have five minutes a day so that's where that idea came from it's designed to be read every day puts a principle into effect you're more likely to remember it and put it into practice and then the commit to get lead 66 day challenge came out of the fact that Everybody is in the lead generation business. Investors are looking for opportunities. Um, obviously, if you're in sales or entrepreneur, you're looking for customers or clients or people to work with. And many people need to jumpstart that area of their business and life. So that's where the 66-day challenge came in. And a lot of investors, I, lo- I love what you're saying, because a lot of investors tend to set attainment goals for themselves. They say, you know, I want to have you know, X dollars a month in net income, or I want, you know, a thousand doors or whatever it might be, they tend to focus on attainment goals. But it sounds to me that what you're talking about are establishing more habit goals, things to do on a daily basis, that ultimately will lead you where you want to go. Well, people do not decide their futures, they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. That's a quote by F.M. Alexander. And what I find is, is that people who establish good habits are more likely to reach their attainment goals because they have something in place that the daily is going to have more of an impact than a lot of times people think that just one one action is going to but usually it's more of a domino effect that resonates really strongly with me in fact i'll even use this podcast as an example when i first established the podcast i was trying to think about what would be the goals for this particular show and at, at one point i had this idea that i wanted a hundred thousand downloads that yeah that was the goal and I decided not to do that. Instead, I decided to put out one piece of quality content every day. And I've far surpassed that by many times over simply by setting a habit goal as opposed to setting some big number goal. And so I think that the, the big number goal comes faster than those people because it's what happens is, is that if you are only focused on where you're going, and I think vision is important, and that you, then you have to think about how you're going to do it, but then you have to actually do the steps. And I think that's where a lot of people miss opportunities is because they're not taking the, the daily actions towards their goal. I love it. So if you had one piece of wisdom to give to our listeners, what would it be? Ah, so the proverb, when was the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When is the next best time is now, right? When is the best time to invest in real estate? A lot of people said, oh, I should have done it 20 years ago. I'm like, okay, well, next best time is now. So invest in real estate. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean just buy anything, right? Of course. That doesn't mean you wouldn't do that in any other areas of your life, right? You would use discernment. And you were talking about basic economics. One I look at is supply and demand. I feel like that is a like gravity. And if you're looking at something that has demand and low supply, you know, you could pretty much be guaranteed that it's going to do well, appreciate over time. Uh, The other, the reverse is true, right? (laughs) There's high supply and low demand. You're probably going to be looking at price compression or market corrections. And if you go with the fundamentals in, in buy right, and you've talked about that before, then over time, it may not be a immediate 
return, but over time you will you'll benefit from investing in real estate. It's how proven wealth formation. I love it. Well, folks want to get in touch. What's the best way? The website is the number five minute success. I also have a podcast, which is the number five minute success. You can get it wherever podcasts are found and the books are available on Amazon. But if you want them in bulk, I can get them to you. Uh, just reach out to me, social media, Facebook, and you can Google Karen Briscoe and, and I'll pop up. Fantastic. So definitely reach out to Karen. That's Karen Briscoe, B-R-I-S-C-O-E on social media. Five Minute Success, the number five minute success.com. In the meantime, thank you, Karen, for joining us. Have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. 